Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Corey here, welcoming you back to another edition of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. I just counted, and this is our 14th edition of the Roundup podcast, so I hope that you have been enjoying listening as much as I've been enjoying recording them. Um, Hopefully you are subscribed to the podcast, and um, I'd love to see in the comments if you have anything that you'd like to see us cover, anything you'd like us to change, um, we can incorporate that as we go along. But without further ado, I'll jump into this week's edition with our first story, Sexual Minorities at Center of Opioid Epidemic. A new study found that between 2015 and 2017, 1.1 million LGB adults had used illicit opioids within the past 12 months. Disparities existed for LGB folks compared to others um, within the categories of women aged 50 plus and men 18 to 25 and 50 plus. The results demonstrate the need to use LGB-specific strategies in the ongoing response to the opioid epidemic, um, which frankly isn't something I've heard a lot about. Um, It it doesn't seem like there's a lot of attention being paid to LGBT folks, Um, so it would be great to see some um, some more research, some more articles, and some public health strategies coming out to support this population. 1.1 million people is a lot, and this is just LGB folks not even looking at uh, trans folks as well. In our second story of the week, health challenges change outside cities. U.S. News reported on the story of an LGBT-focused doctor who recently made the move from New York City to rural Massachusetts and the challenges that LGBT people face in accessing competent care in a rural area. Many have to drive hours to find doctors who are knowledgeable on LGBT issues. The doctor says that providing a non-judgmental atmosphere to talk about things like HIV care and prevention, including PrEP, is key for rural communities. And as we move into our next story, we're going to stay on the theme of folks uh, living in rural areas with Spotlight on Rural LGBT People of Color. Movement Advancement Project published a new report on LGBT people of color who are living in rural areas across the country. The community faces unique challenges, they say, like less social support and fewer options to turn to when they face discrimination. So, for example, in a small town, you go to the doctor and you're discriminated against or you lose your job due to discrimination um, and there's not many places to turn. um, And this problem is, is really difficult for LGBT people of color who, um, you know, the article notes uh, really stick out in their communities um, and are, are subject to that treatment and then, you know, limited options for what they can do afterwards. However, there are also unique strengths to these communities, um, which the report explores, and those could be key to finding solutions. Next up, trends in Medicare suggest new options and needs. Researchers found that between 2009 and 2014, there was a trend in Medicare patients from receiving treatment for mental health with inpatient or outpatient care to receiving more treatment with psychotropic medication. And this trend was more pronounced for gender minority patients than it was for others. 
The authors say this suggests a need for providers to better understand how such medications interact with gender-affirming care, as well as just generally better understanding among these providers around transgender folks and their medical needs in general. In our next story, climate change and HIV. UNAIDS published an article on how climate change impacts people living with HIV worldwide. As severe weather incidents increase, people can be left without access to medication, medical care, and basic necessities like shelter. As you can imagine, this makes staying adherent to medications for HIV or anything else uh, nearly impossible. It's a very timely article given all the attention that's been paid lately um, to the issue of climate change and something for us to think about um, all of the impacts that climate change can have on our health that aren't necessarily at the forefront of our minds. And finally this week, prejudice and assumptions in health access. A study out of the UK explored experiences of sexual minority women in accessing healthcare. It found that lesbian and bisexual women frequently experienced ignorance, prejudice, and assumptions of heterosexuality while attempting to access care. For example, providers not wanting to accept that a same-sex partner was more than just a friend, even after being told. For me, what was interesting about this article was there were so many similarities to the experiences that queer women experience in the U.S., and the U.K. health system is so different than our own here. Um, It really, to me, spoke to the fact that bias and prejudice are things that really exist regardless of the type of healthcare system we have in our exact um, cultural context. And, um, you know, as always, speaks for the need to have more training, more education, better understanding, and more empathy uh, between healthcare providers and patients. Well, that does it for this week's edition of the LGBT Wellness Podcast. If you would like to read more about any of the stories and articles that we've discussed today, you can head on over to blog.lgbthealthlink.org, where you will find the links to all of these stories that we have discussed. Thanks as always for listening, and I hope that you'll tune in next week for more LGBT health and wellness news. Bye-bye.